With that, I think that we can start. So, hey, welcome guys to another episode of the Corner Flag Talk Podcast. It's your boy John. We're here every week as usual. Look, Virgil, right, announce yourself first and then I'll ask you something. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's me, you know, the usual co-host. Um, I was going to say, I don't know anybody who as consistent as us in Trinidad. No, big to big, you know, like, like, you yeah, yeah, just look at the level of consistency we there week in, week out. And, you know, that's just, that's the team that's not us trying to say anything, you know. Yeah. That's just the facts. That's yeah. just, that just how, how we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are here every single week, even if it's for five minutes. We appreciate you guys a lot. Those who go back and listen to the podcast, we appreciate you guys a ton. You guys have no idea how much it means to me that you guys are here every week. Um, you know, obviously most weeks we just kind of get into it. We talk about the football one time, but we do try as much as possible. They keep improving. They keep bringing a better product for you guys. Keep doing more things, keep producing more content for you guys. Like um, not just the Champions League special this week, but as well as later this week, we'll be having an article on the rise of Joe Felix. He is. He was last month's player of the month of La Liga as Atletico Madrid look like they should be the team on course to win La Liga this year. And he is 100%. Dino, you right? We are 100%. Um, sorry, I have no idea what I was talking about. But yeah, he's at the 100% middle of it, something like that. And you guys will definitely want to look out for that coming this week. Um, and uh, other than that, we had a usual fantasy. I, for one, finally do get a fantasy for a week. Mm-hmm. How was your week? It was this song, like, it was, it was Did you come to KDV? Because I come to KDV. Nah, I don't, no, I have no city players on my team. Nah, yet. you lie. Yet. No, yet, yet, yet. yet. Now, it's a, it was a weird one for me, like, because of all the injuries I had, and it was it was a little weird. And that, that postponement of that Aston Villa game real true of things. Yeah, so, I actually had two, two Aston Villa, man. I was but to I was surprised. I still, do, I still do this one. I still do this one. All right, well, in that case, hey, let me get into it. For the first time in Premier League history, Arsenal lost back-to-back games to the North London rivals in Tottenham. Um, Virgil, from this game, what you thought about this game, Virgil? All right, well, starting from that game, we know that, we know that this London derby has always lived up to, to the hype. It does. And it was Ateta versus, versus Mourinho, and we saw experience versus, you know, the future. Mm-hmm. It was a very, I, I want to say, for a neutral perspective, it went how I thought it was going to play out. Yeah. Because we know we've seen how Mourinho have been, has been this season, having the players that he have now, and looking at his tactics closely in the game, you can see that he has a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D for any situation. Mm-hmm. And we know that this Arsenal side has struggled to step out of plan A. So... Uh. We have a plan A. So from knowing that whoever comes, whoever starts on the front foot, we know we know that if Tottenham starts on the front foot, it will be pressure for Arsenal. If Arsenal starts on the front foot, we'll see. We have to see how Jose could count it. Right. And from the way that that game started off, we know Son how Son is just show up in these games. Son, I'm sure this Son record. A belter. 
Yeah, that was beautiful. From that moment, it was all eyes on Ateta at that point in time. Yeah. And we saw from even his second goal, that Arsenal. I that, feel like the same thing. I feel like that I Arsenal the same goal midfield twice. was just missing. I find for that entire for that for that game after after that after party came off and after yeah. that second goal happened. The midfield was just non-existent, and that's something that you have said last week, talking yeah, about talking 100%. about um, how you wanted um, Gwen Doozy back because Gwen Doozy actually would have some presence. He has that energy. And for Thomas Partey to be the standout for the minute he was on, the standout midfielder, mm-hmm. playing on one leg, that's one a, leg. that says a lot. Yeah, I agree. And the irony is, Virgil, this weekend, Gwen Doozy actually took part in the Berlin derby between Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. And his side actually won 3-1. Yeah. And he actually, I actually did watch the game. I'm a big Wendouzi enthusiast. Um, he didn't have the best game. But one thing for sure, he had over 100 touches of the ball. He always shows and always fights. And that is something that is thoroughly missing in this Arsenal team. Fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game actually wasn't about that so much. as that it could have been. But Jose just realized how toothless his Arsenal team was. Yeah. And he knew, hey, the second they open up to try and attack us, all we have to do is just win it back once and counter. And they went 2-0 up. And a lot of Arsenal fans will watch the second half and be like, well, you know, there are a lot of positives to take from this. We dominate the ball, this, that, the other. Don't Jose let them dominate the ball. Let me be very clear about that. Jose Mourinho set up Spurs in that second half to just let them have the ball. Because with players like Eric Dyer and Toby Alorel and Emil Hoyes, you could send how much ball in the box you want, dog. It don't matter. Them, dog, over, like I said, not winning no headers over them, man. Um, I, I have no idea what to really say about this game. Other than I think Ateta needs to make some very radical changes very soon. Um, there are a lot of people pointing fingers at, at over. Mm, to some extent, because I don't like the lack of effort at him from an, in moments. But I would say that the team isn't necessarily encouraging him either. And I know yeah. that sounds very other way aroundish because he's supposed to be the captain. Yeah, but there is little creativity, there is little movement, there is little energy in this team. There is no energy in this team. And he is somebody who's a very emotional player. Like you can see that. He, he loves feeding off of the vibes of everybody. And when there's none of that, there isn't anything there. He actually had an opportunity that he shot straight at Alorel. And yeah. I honestly believe if it was another day, he'd have hit two step overs, get it on his right foot, and then shoot. And maybe it could have been a goal. Maybe it could have been a slightly different story as we sit down here today. But it didn't have any of that. Mm. Um, I would like to see some serious like wholesale changes going forward. Um, I really hope party is fit very soon. For the simple reason of we are garbage and he is world class. He must not have the mats, kinda need him. Um I would like Midland as a set of play midfield, one hundred percent no. Um Bellerin has been really sus defensively at times, but what I would say is that I rather Midland as playing in midfield with somebody like Pate or El Nenny until Pate is fit than Shaka and Sebayos play. And if I had to choose between Shaka and Bellerin or Sebastian and Bellerin, I choose Bellerin. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I want to leave out the start of play. Like, this Holden thing, dog, I have a slight sore spot for Holden, but I know, dog, he's not good enough for this level. And, and, that, and that was, I'm not confusing too, because I would I would like to put Holden and Saliba, if you want to make a gamble, I feel like both of them are on the same level. Yeah. And I feel like 
if you're putting out holding and you're not getting what you want, I feel they're just moving across the saliva. You, you, you're not going to get anything worse. Yeah. And I'd say Rob, not say holding playing terrible. It's just that you might want to try something a little different. But I would think, like, as a younger player, any mistakes he makes is just part of his loading curve. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily who he is. Whereas, hold uh, is at 25, dog. This is who he is now. You know, um, I would like to see Reese Nelson play. He wasn't even in the level. Yes, the squad yesterday, the entire squad, he wasn't even on the bench, dog. That I do not get. I don't understand, dog. And there's a lot, and I said this like three weeks ago, there's a lot of questions I have over his choices of personal thing. Like, tactics wise, I actually think we had. To some extent, the right tactics yesterday, at least going forward. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. I think that we actually did, like, the two chances that they scored actually came from two decent chances from Arsenal that we just screwed up in terms of the final yeah, pass. Yeah. You know, the tactics weren't wrong. It's the personnel. And I think that he needs to start to put other players there. Like, I do think as soon as Pepe Ban is over, he has to get back to the side. He's been playing really well in the Europa League in the meantime. I think he definitely over William deserves to get back into this mm-hmm. team. I think Reese Nelson should be playing. I think Saka should go into the midfield with Maitland-Niles and party. And at least that side, I think, unless somebody does something horrible, should see out the league until January. And if you bring in anybody else in that is better than those guys, fair enough, they come into the side. That, that's fair. You know? But, yeah, that's that. Um, from a sports point of view, no, this was a Jose clinic, though. This it is was, just typical way except from Jose. Um, what do you have anything really to say about City versus Fulham? To me, that was just like standard. Oh, so well, no, if you, if you want to switch to that just fast, because that's not going to take that not going to take long. That was just a you know typical day, a typical stroll that he had. And the credit to Fulham, you know, but realistically, City should, the prob the only thing that came out of that game was City should have scored more goals. And you saw 100%. you saw the sharpness coming back, and this link and this this is something in general for this entire game week. We mm-hmm. are 11, 11 games in. Yeah. This is now This is now the start of seeing how things going to shape up. Mm-hmm. Realistically, for a lot of teams, you're looking at, at the form teams in right now, you say, okay, mm-hmm. it's what you need. The games that passed before, these are the games you're going to look back and look back at the end of the season. So if you miss out on where you, your desired place to be in, you'll look back at these games and know, okay, those points dropped, those points, those points earned they were crucial. Mm-hmm. And for Man City at this point, they they have some decent runs, runner fixtures right now. And this was just to, you know, get the momentum back because we know this. Do you sh- feel any momentum is there? I mean the only two goals really look like momentum. The momentum now. the momentum is is starting back because going from um last weekend from the five the five nil win. The Fulham, right. the Fulham game, this uh, which which should have been more, and and every every game for, for Pep is always something to improve. Yeah. So I say, looking at looking at the problem being we should have scored more, still keeping a clean sheet. I feel like that's not really a big issue, a issue to, to you know scratch your head over right now. So mm-hmm. it's just clinical, it's just the whole start momentum because at this point in time, a game in hand, City have which will only take them up to fourth place. I feel like this is the, this was the perfect opportunity. They can't just continue the momentum, not start anything new, and just you know, from from this this point, you wanna you want things to continue in this manner. Yeah, I don't think to add to that. Um, a game that was not so standard, but looked um very much looked better on them in the end was Chelsea versus Leeds. Chelsea yeah, ran out three yeah. one winners. Um, I, would you blame Mendy for the first goal? I, I don't. I I didn't really. No, I didn't. 
But the commentator said it. I dirty think it was many fault. But uh, and then Lee's is a side of press as well that gets really in your face. And Lee's problem across the entire season has just been that they don't score enough goals. Um, Patrick Bamford opened scoring. Then Olivier Giroud from a Chiefs cross. Then Giroud probably should have had a second one, but then Tim or oh, first one. I can't remember when it, this happened, but Tim would have stopped the ball from going in. And then hit the bar, and it still didn't go in. And then Big Kurt Zua, their top scorer yeah. in the Premier League this season, um, rose highest, put them 2 1 up, and then Indy Jags had begin. Captain Fantastic himself. Got on his score sheet from a team of winner across Vigil. But yeah, I had to say about team of winner, dog. I feel like from, from this game, this game raised a lot of questions, and that was one of them. I feel like from this... Look, from looking at the score line 3-1, you'll think that, okay, it's a, a, a typical Chelsea runaway. But these are a lot of good chances in this game, you know. It was a lot of things just went wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Crazy decision, another question. The end about... about Pervader staying on his feet from a challenge from Chilwell where it should have been a penalty. That is a whole nother debate on, on what referees deem a penalty. But looking at it right now from a Chelsea, a Chelsea point of view, this Chelsea team look really good. It looked like, and credit to Giroud. We know that Giroud has been fighting for that regular spot since Arsenal days. Yeah. And you will, I will always give credit to, to Giroud. I always put Giroud in the same category as somebody like Benzema. That's a not, not the sense of how they play, not the sense of how they play. In the sense of at this point in time, it's very hard to find a striker. Um, a, a striker. Look at all the other forwards right now. You keep going. <laughs> you see, Olivier Giroud, Giroud is a presence. He has the strength. He's not quick, but he finds his spaces. He get he he is a poacher, and his, he is an aerial threat as well. Having him back in Chelsea team after what he did midweek, what he did midweek scoring that four, uh-huh. I feel like right now credit to Tommy, but Drew is that striker. Credit Tommy, nah. nah after them misses against Spurs, though. Yeah, but look, but yeah. looking back on another striker, in that, another striker in that team, Timo Werner. I don't know. I don't know how difficult it is for this man to score. No, the man just don't want to score. No, but it's a lot of chances that come yes, that came he this gets game. A ton of he gets a ton this of chances. Game, though, these couple of weeks. So when last he score? And I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to jump to jump to the conclusion and say, okay, you know, he's at some terrible player. It's just he's very unlucky. But what more could he do? Like what more could he do? What more sh- could the team do for him? Though the chances fall to him. Yeah, it, the creativity is there. He's he, the passes are wonderful again there, but uh, like he and Martial competed for worst misses this season at this big, point. Big, 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 but um, look, I would like to see what Olivier Giroud that the revisionism about the man I don't like because dog in Arsenal is he was trash he wasn't trash he was okay he was decent he was then what he is now slightly improved now though but he's then what he is now a, a bit part player now right? somebody that you bring in for a few games and they'll be decent now what I would say mm-hmm. is that in his final like two years at Arsenal yeah at Arsenal he actually started to get better. And I would say that he's one of the few players that, like like we say about Zlatan, that with age, he got better. Yeah. With age, I would say, Giroud is in his 30s now. And I 100% believe that Giroud is better now than he was in his mid-20s. Yeah. You know? Like, I, maybe part of it is because he never really relied on pace. But he has managed to make himself a more consistent finisher, a more consistent link player. And because of that, is how he kind of ends up being this 
fit part player. Truth is, though, he's not going to go any team and be first choice. But, and he don't want to hear that. But yeah. the truth is, is that you're not going to depend on Giroud for no title win now. That's the truth at the end of the day. You won't depend on him for a title run where you're going to start it for 30 games. But he is always good to come in for a few games, be clutch, and then make sure you have somebody for when he comes out of form. Now, by that, but I see. You you need a player like Drew for for title wins. Yeah, in those games where your striker not doing it, not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, one hundred percent. And having a pl- a person like Giroud to just send on. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I would love to have a player. No, like, I agree. Like that, that I would have loved to keep Giroud over keeping Lacazette in the back. If I was choosing between Giroud and Oba, though to this day I still say Oba. Dog. I mean, yeah, Oba way through here off time now, dog. and a big part, a huge part of that is that Arsenal like twenty or ten chances created. Yeah, dog. Yeah. But up until the end of last season, the only most Salah's come was on Oba. I would never treat that. But um, Drew is a good player, no? I don't find that. But people make it sound like how good he is now. He was always this good, and people used to just fight yeah. him at Arsenal. That is not true. true. I do one hundred percent believe that, like from 2018, 2017 go forward, he got better. He started yeah. to genuinely get better. That he played here, so he wasn't at Arsenal. Man, forget this one. Miss like open goal and thing down against Chelsea. Well, if you get that, right? I don't you know. I had to live through it though. <laughs> Anyways, speaking about uh, teams that had to come back from behind, Manchester United seem to not be able to take the lead. But what they are able to do is to come back from behind to win games. They did it again this weekend against West Ham. West Ham at the break had a 2.4 XG to, check to United's 0.07. Guess who won that game, guys? But um, West Ham would consider themselves unlucky to not score. They probably should have scored yeah. a lot more. They really should have scored a lot more. The truth is, is that um, what was I going to say? Right. The truth is, is that if Mikel Antonio was starting and not Hala, they might have won the game. But hey, Bruno came off the bench to great effect. Um, I think uh, was this man him boy? I think Marcel was real lucky to stay on. Dog, honestly, I, I was really surprised that he didn't come off. But um. Bruno came off, got an assist, a typical Bruno assist, so he do the bare minimum. For Paul Pogba to score a really a brilliant goal from outside the box, his first goal in over 40 games. And from that, they kind of knew that United were back on track. Greenwood with a brilliant touch and turn, and Rashford to just seal it in the end from a brilliant Mata pass. So, uh, Mata, a man say Bruno is the Zaha of... United. I don't know. Honestly, Motley, though, I, I don't know what you mean by that. You had to explain, though. Because, um... Oh, yeah. Did you realize that the ball went out for Bruno? For Pogba goal? I, well, me, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it live or from after. Watch it over. From from what I saw, I, I didn't see no a, a good angle. A, a good angle but what but. I would say is, right? If virus was to analyze everything but a goal... Isn't the ball being in play part of a goal, dog? Yeah. Apparently, the cameras didn't have the angles to check further. I mean, dog, like, I would love as somebody who is an, an analyst of sport, obviously, that's what we're doing here, and somebody who would love to be as neutral as possible, I would love to come here and not see some dodgy shippingness going in the United's favor. I would love that, dog. Why does every week it have something dodgy, yeah, dog? Yeah, something. You know. It's it every week, it. dog. And it's it, crazy. It, it, it right itself, you know. It's right itself. It's just come out of nowhere. But, hey, 
I want to bring up somebody real quick that we don't ever bring up. And I, because the man tends to be trash, it's Harry Maguire. These last few mm. games, he's actually been pretty decent, though. Yeah. I won't say he's been phenomenal, but he's been solid. And that is sometimes all you could really expect of him. I mean, you don't expect an $80 million man to be solid. But when you consider that, like, Lindelof been hot trashed. Oh, my God. Um, and Alex, so let's kind of defend. You know, he is holding together a, a kind of rocky ship in the back there at times. You know? Um, but, hey, United come back from behind five times so far this season. At some point, that luck will run out, though. I do guarantee that. At some point, somebody's going to take the lead against them in an away game, and they won't be able to see their sub out because somebody will be mm-hmm. clinical enough. And the numbers balance out, you know? Yeah. And... Unless United all of a sudden become defensively secure and put under an attack which neither they are, then not then something I don't give. Um but um yeah. Anything else to say about that game? Yeah, from that from Can that game. Those nice though? The main thing from that game I think is um I just, I just remember where some had more shots. I think it was nineteen to fifteen shots where some had. And we saw a lot of the first half of those those wasted chances and as you say, the only thing that went wrong for West Ham was they wasn't finishing. It was not a case of them being outplayed. It wasn't a case of anything yep, like that. 100%. But credit to United. I'll say also, I also have to say credit to Dean Henderson. And that's another question as well. Yep. We don't know moving from the future. If It looked like it's Dean, though. If it's, I honestly, I tell you right now, don't be surprised when you see they here playing for Iowa or, or, <laughs> or Deportivo La Coruña. Nah, I think what more or like they can like I could see Emery bringing them, you know. I think more likely what's going to happen is that they here will play the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. And they'll play Dean in the league. But um, something that I forgot to say is that the thing is, though, is that with United is that at some, like we say, that the luck at some point will run out now. But the performance is how to improve yeah. at some point. Um, somebody pointed out to me this week that Bruno Fernandes has the most chances created this season of any player. And... What I would like to say is that I am somebody who loves to use stats. I do not fire. In fact, I have used the chance created stat a lot of times. So sometimes particularly talk about some city players that I love, right? Mm-hmm. What I would say is that something that people need to know is that a chance created is defined as any action a player does that results in a teammate getting a shot off, right? When we look at this Manchester United team, I want to look at the lineup. There's Paul Pogba. There's Donny Van Der Beek, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, Cavani. All these players regard themselves at different level of goal scorers. The truth is, if somebody could go in them 36 chances and find me an easy chance that Bruno created for somebody or a relatively easy to say the, a 50-50 chance, I'll be shocked. 10 chances, if you could find that for me, it's except putting it as my at on Instagram, dog. Please send it to me. Because Bruno doesn't create easy chances. A ton of his assists come from, uh, come from things like where Rashford and him and dribble through sides or men scoring worldies from outside the box, dog. I'm not diminishing his contribution, you know. Because the truth is, Bruno is a great player. He's a great final third player. But for you to call him man creative, that's just not his game, dog. No United fan can watch me in my eye. And tell me that pass matter put on for Rashford goal? Bruno does that. You know why? Because oh, yeah, Bruno has t- tried that a million times this season. I either get cut out or he overhits the pass. It's just not his game. It's just not his game. And nothing is wrong with that. What you have to do 
is get other players in the side, like Amata, who could actually do it for a whole season, and her legs to do it for your whole season, so you could compliment Bruno. But hey, that is that dog. Yeah. I feel like a little rant, you know. Apologize to you, okay? Sorry. <laughs> um, we're moving on now. Liverpool romped Wolves this weekend for Wolves in El Mo Salah in front of the cup. The cup actually invited fans back in, as did a number of clubs this weekend. Uh, mostly London clubs did it. Um, but yeah, Mo Salah with a goal and assist after Connor Cody gave it away. We actually saw various a good effect as it looked like Manny gave away a pen, but it wasn't a pen. And after that, Liverpool just really just pressed on after that. Yeah. Um, after that, it was Matip got a score sheet on own goal. As well as um, Genie Vinal Love scored a yeah. brilliant goal, a brilliant goal. Um, his 20th for the club in his tenure there, four or five years, something like that. I mean, that's not really that good for somebody who's attacking midfielder. But, anyways, brilliant silver, not frightened at all. I think that win was very standard um, in a sense that Wolves do pressure as they tend to, but they really did well to weather the storm. I do think that a lot of people underrate the contribution that Jordan Henderson has to this team. Yeah. He's a brilliant leader. He really is. And I think at times where Van Dyke is missing, who also is a brilliant leader, you need to have him on the pitch, man. And I think having him there just makes the team a lot more stable. And they were really, really good. They looked like Liverpool. They look fluid they look like they were running well like truth is though they could have scored a ton more they should have scored a ton more actually but yeah i don't know if you have anything to add to that game if not we could go yeah, across leagues this is a very weak liverpool team you know that but one person had all also big salt, up salt, too. Salt, salt, salt. yeah one person had also big up to is you saw the impact that trend had on this team you saw trend come back and yeah. just made trend made a cameo and he put the cross camera for, for brilliant for, cross, as, though. As brilliant, brilliant cross. that looked like trend boy. We know that this team is just this that defense is right now not the inter, not the, the full project, it's just there's pieces right now, yeah, it is. But they have individual players that, that could shine, and right now it is it's it's hurt me to see teams don't take advantage and and, and hit this Liverpool team for. You know, for more the goals, youth man who come in, Kelleher, he played really well. Yeah, he ooh, did yes, well. Yeah. He did really, really he good. Because well. right now you look at those young people. You look at that. You look at that. But that man look real good though. Yeah, nah, you look yeah. good though. That's something you asked me to try and get. But yeah, say credit to credit Liverpool side for for putting this four 0 That's not easy. That's yeah, easy with, against with, our wolf side with, too. With our wolf side, we know that wolf side attacking power from everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, it has some other results in the league. That I kind of wanted to talk about, and yeah. I can't remember it now. Um, Leicester win. That was normal. Yeah, um, Southampton win today. Danny Ings came back. Um, oh, yeah. For the first time so far, guys, we actually had a game cancelled because of COVID. Uh, Newcastle, Aston Villa got cancelled. And it looks like Newcastle will actually miss this weekend once again because they were the team that had to be quarantined. And we'll see how the league moves forward with this. What I think they should have done, Virgil, is the side that had played the week before against Newcastle should have had a quarantine too. True. I think that would have been responsible and it would have been safe, though. But, I mean, we don't, we don't run the league, though. Yeah. Um, switch across to everybody's favorite La Liga, though. Um, normally, we have a ton of um, Barcelona fans on here. Um, yeah, why things really look too good for all at all, boy. Um, Barcelona's 2 1 to Cadiz, an own goal. Um, was Barcelona's scorer 
Um, Barcelona just continue, 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 continue to slump downwards. They don't seem to be able to find their rhythm in the league. Alvaro Negredo scored the winner, dog. The beast himself. No, at City, I had man. real love for the dog. He was know. brilliant, dog. You don't know how much times I just I be watching back when when they show the match the day and they show the old the games from the past and see this man, this man, brilliant dog. <sighs> I think it's a Barcelona actually dominated this game. Eighty-three percent possession, twenty-one shots, only eight of them on target. And when you look at the lineups, man, I mean, it's not like it's some garbage team you need that Barcelona is feeling here, you know. Is big players, you know, it's Griezmann behind Braith with Coutinho, Messi, Busquets, the young. It 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 really isn't clicking for them at the moment, man. Um, I don't know what to say anymore for this Barcelona team, really. And truly, I didn't want to say it before because it sounded like I was rushing to say it, but I actually don't really read Coman that highly. I think he's an okay coach, but I just didn't think that for the football at Barcelona would have liked to progress to. He was that guy. Um, I still stand by me saying all the time that I don't think that Griezmann and Messi could coexist in the same side and continuing to try to shoehorn them together would just never get something out yeah. of it. And more and more you look at this team, the more and more Messi looks like there's mental outside of it. Yeah. He don't look like he wants to be there. Because looking at, looking at that, when you, when you mentioned that, I know the, I remember the possession was high. So going back and checking it, I saw and now see Cadiz had... 17 percent possession. Yeah. Look at that. That, yeah. is that is crazy to have. And you still win the game. Mm-hmm. At this point, this Barca side right now, we know for a fact this Barca right now is this this was held together by string after that transfer window. We know that. Yeah. The ma- the, the main player don't want to be there and he just he he came out many times and said he just there by law. He has a contract, he has fulfilled it, he don't want to go through all that back and forth. Yep. It's our players, age, all kind of, all kind of problems right now with this Barca side, and you're mm-hmm. seeing, you're seeing these things happening, these things happening right now, these results, these little results will happen, and realis- realistically, it's not going to be talked about that that much. Yeah. Until it comes down to Champions League and they get hit another eight two or something, mm-hmm. then people are going to start going to fully realize that last season was not blipping though. That is how Barca going right now, and until they make Agreed. drastic change, this is not this is not Barcelona of old. You need drastic change. You cannot put Messi and as I say, Messi and Griezmann not going to work together. This side needs a complete rebuild. But that is that is that is a solution for way into the future. Right now, Barca, right now it's as simple as focus on what's in front of them, and they on they on course right now. They have some games in hand. They on course right now. I think two games in hand. They on course right now for twenty points, which will take them up into to fourth but realistic are you are you are you you thinking right now could Barca do this and you no. saying that like if they would win those two games it, right exactly. you don't feel like if they it, would it, it, it doesn't feel like that you will look at you'll look at that and from the results that they have upcoming the, from the fixture they have coming up speaking of own goals real madrid won one nil away to sevilla with an own goal oh such a weird own goal uh, from vinicius kind of kick the ball like onto the keeper, out of the keeper hand. Some chipping and said, I can't actually remember exactly how he played off, but it was an interesting goal to say the least. And but it isn't looking good for Real Madrid because the truth is, yeah, you win one nil, that's great, yada yada yada. You have a huge Champions League game coming up midweek because the truth is, you could end up out of the conversation. When last did Real Madrid 
not being in a cult rounds. Around in Europa League too. Wow. Thought the Europa League and get lit to the. And I don't like that. Hey, and men forgetting as well. Also, could have another big team in the, another big team. But we'll see how, how that plays out. Um, but just to recap for guys, everybody, really quickly on Wednesday we are doing our massive Champions League final show. Uh, the wrap up the group stage. It is the group stage finale. We're gonna have myself, Virgil, and seven of our best contributors come onto the show. And for the entire show, we're gonna have each contributor and myself gonna be discussing one group as we talk about the teams, how the group went, how they end up here, where they're going forward, that kind of stuff. And we want everybody to be there. You know, guys, know how we do these shows. We um tend to be extremely interactive. You guys come in, you talk, any questions. We do all that kind of stuff. And hey, gonna be one. Big nice slime on Wednesday, so make sure and be there. And lastly, La Liga keeping with the Madrid team. We have a 2 0 win from Atletico over Valladolid as Kieran Trippier, the legend himself, the right back Beckham. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that was quality. That's quality. I can't hold that on the spot in the right back Beckham, dog. Um, got two assists for Marcus Serra, Thomas Lamar. Um, one of them being a more unlikely scorer, and that actually being Thomas Lamar, Marcus Serra. They tend to actually get on the score sheet a decent amount. But yeah, as they ramp up the standings, and they currently sit atop the table, admittedly only um, one point above second place Real Sociedad. However, they have two games in hand, just like most of the big teams in the league this year. And with five wins in the last five, they are definitely on course what it looks like to be the next La Liga champions. How big would it be Virgil for Diego Simeone to win the league this year? Well, this is, uh, well, looking back at all the chances that he had, this is the best chance right now. 100%. And he has to capitalize on it because, you know, if, you know, it, it might seem if things go well, it might be a, a, a easy one to grab, but title, a title is a title. And title a title. you won the title, and we know Simeone has Fox. been in this league for so long. Yep. And one he needs that whoever want to think think differently but he needs a title and now it's perfect time you yep. gotta capitalize you are out of the team everybody that playing terrible you're the one that, that, that playing the least terrible yeah correct correct is right you wouldn't necessarily associate him with playing well either we go into germany Big up one boy going to do once again hurt up berlin won the berlin derby as they ran out three one winners that he had to come from behind to win it um once you drew two all with um freiburg dortmund drop points again early Haaland, um he looks like he's recovering well from his injury but he still won't be back until the turn of the year and they drop points once again without him speaking about dropping points bayern and leipzig went a six goal thriller as they draw three all um that was a really entertaining game to say the least about it some really nice goals took place in this game and so when you look at these sides, man, I, I really want to keep con- um, crediting Julian Nagels, man, and the work that he's doing. Um, they aren't necessarily too much star names in these 11s for him, yet he still manages to pull out brilliant results. Christopher Nkunku, a really rising name in football at the moment, got on his score sheet as well as legend um, Clive with his son, Justin Clive, got on his score sheet and Emil Forsberg as well as Thomas Muller scored twice and off the bench was um sorry not off the bench Jamal Muslia also got on his score sheet as well um but yeah I gotta stop saying things like buying an Apophis League we really need to stop saying that because every time we say that it's probably yeah, gets close every time we say that, but what we keep saying though every league has an entertaining title race and whether you're supporting a team in Germany in Italy in Spain in England 
in France, wherever it is, though, even the MLS stuff. The MLS has potentially two trade areas going head to head in the MLS Cup final, which is going to be immense. Um, but yeah, there's good title races everywhere. Yeah, um, in the Syria now, as we look to wrap up, um, AC Milan 1 2 1 away from Sampdoria as they keep their grip on first place. Um, Crotone 4 4 0 winners at home to Napoli. Um, as Dries Mertens got on the score sheet, as well as Lorenzo Insigne, um, Chucky Lozano, and Diego Demi. Um, wait, no, he didn't score. He got two assists. My bad. And Inter continue their increase in form as they look to look ahead to another big time. Look, big to big dog, I honestly think, God, this is not a Champions League show, but I think this is the best Champions League group in years, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nice for you. Your group went smooth. Yeah, but, like, it have, like, five groups. So, and I, I generally think it's probably, like, five groups where there are teams that are going on to the final eight to see who qualifies. Yeah. So, and that is amazing. That is amazing. Imagine we have two groups, Virgil, where one group, which is the United group, where three teams could still qualify. Yeah. And then there's Real Madrid group where all four teams could still qualify. Yeah. That's yeah. what you want, though, in yeah, the Champions League at the end of is amazing and Juventus won 2-1 away to Torino as Weston McKinney got his first goal for Juventus um Barcelona versus um Juventus this week though finally getting to see that Messi versus Ronaldo yeah, once again and yeah that's about it yeah do you want to say no not really yeah I think we can wrap up there guys um I hope you guys teams winning that would be nice. Oh, they could always message by them and know what I was like. Don't really do. <laughs> shout out to everybody that came here. You know, the usual supporters. And shout out to those that came here to just, you know, bask in John's pain. Appreciate that both ways. All of them count as views either way. And yeah, catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.